You're listening to the Ollie at UNT podcast, recorded at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas, where we offer courses, events, and more for intellectually curious adults age 50 and better. To learn more about our program, please visit our website, olli.unt.edu. Now, let's join our host, Ollie at UNT member, Susan Supak, as she sits down for a conversation with one of the people who makes our program so special. This is Susan Supak speaking at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas, known to most of us as Ollie. I'm speaking with Jonathan Hall. Once an East Coaster, Jonathan is a native of New Jersey who holds a degree in mass communications from Rowan University in Glassboro, New Jersey. He continued his educational pursuits at St. Joseph's University, Northern Colorado University, and Southern Methodist University with a concentration in business. Jonathan served as an officer in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you for your service, Jonathan. Prior to working in the healthcare industry with a focus on sales and marketing. And fortunately for us, Jonathan is also an OLLI member extraordinaire offering his time and talents in a wide variety of crucial areas within the OLLI organization. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Susan. It's great to be with you. It's great to talk to you today. You do so much for the organization. It's kind of hard to know exactly where to begin. So I guess the best thing to start with is to ask you how you first became involved with OLLI. My wife and I were were living in Dallas. We kind of made the decision that it was time to downsize, if you will, so we started looking around and found Robeson. Actually, it's kind of a funny story. We had no idea who Robeson was or where it was. This is Robeson Ranch. Robeson Ranch. Outside of Denton, right. We were on a, a cruise to Europe, and we ran into a number of people from Texas, but specifically people that lived in Robeson Ranch, and they were highly complimentary about their community and invited us to come and visit once we got back to the States. And we did that. Fell in love with the community, and I was walking through the clubhouse one day, and I saw a little kiosk with information, and I pulled a single sheet of paper that talked about the Emeritus Program. And I read it, and I was ecstatic because I've always believed that education was a lifelong process. Living so close to SMU, I could be now living in a gross and active community and still have my educational feel, if you will. That's kind of how I found out about America. That that value of lifelong learning is amazing, is it not? Absolutely. What a great pool. So now... Emeritus is called Ollie. Yes. What drew you to become involved as a volunteer? Well, I was raised in an environment where if you're involved with some some type of organization, the best way to serve that organization is to serve. I believed in the principle of Ollie and its mission statement and decided that, and also I was asked. I was asked by the former executive director if I would be interested in sitting on a committee. That's great. And of course I said yes. And as a result of that, I got to meet the executive director for the National Resource Center around the time that all the affiliates were in Dallas for the annual convention. And I was just impressed with the number of people that I met that were associated with the organization 
and the way they talked about their organization and, and the services that they provided, adults. There seems to be a lot of commitment absolutely, from the people that are involved with the organization. Yes. In absolutely. all respects, both the staffs and the volunteers, the people that attend. Sure, sure. Yeah. It kind of gets under your skin. It does. I think it's very hard for people to attend a class and learn what Ollie is about and not become involved. That's, that, right. that's really that's the key, right. I think. Well, when I first met you, I had just moved to the area and I was on a trip, a day trip that Ollie was sponsoring and you were an Ollie ambassador at the time. Talk to me about the program. I was so impressed by your enthusiasm for the organization. It was really something. Well, thanks. It was yeah. a beautiful day. It was a great day. If I day. remember, that was the uh, the tulips. It was. Yes. It was the tulip trip. It was wonderful. Sure. Included lunch in Aubrey. Right. At Mom's. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> was a fun day. And beautiful flowers. You have expanded your role from an ambassador to being a member of a standing committee. That is correct. And what does that involve? One of the things about being moving away from emeritus program, which was pretty much a homegrown program for UNT and the Denton community. Once we became an affiliate, there were certain criteria in order to become a member of OLLI. Obviously, one is to have a robust educational program in terms of lectures. But the other addition is you need to be involved with a travel educational program. For example, we're getting ready to go to Cuba next month with our group here at OLLI at UNT. It's exciting. And uh, absolutely. And that's another component that is if you're going to be an affiliate, you have to provide certain services, travel, education, special interest groups. So there are a number of criteria that you have to fulfill in order to be an affiliate. And obviously, Emeritus provided certain services, but when we became an affiliate, then we expanded our services and our products, if you will. Absolutely. And part of that was the standing committee, an advisory council? Yes, absolutely. Well, you have to go back to the, the premise of, of OLLI. We're all independent or operate independently of each other, but even though we're under the umbrella of the national organization, now the way that we are organized at OLLI at UNT is that we have a communication slash marketing committee. Uh, we have a membership nominations and elections committee. And then, of course, we have curriculum committee. And these can be broken down. Originally, these were these all these components were actually separate committees, mm -hmm. and we felt the need to kind of combine them because they're all interrelated in some way. A lot of it depends on having volunteers to sit on the committee. Right. So right now we're at capacity with the way that uh, we're organized, and each committee is obviously given a task. Obviously, if we talk about curriculum, their main focus is to evaluate and suggest classes for the upcoming semester and future semesters. And a lot of that information comes from the membership. What are they saying? What do they like? A lot of it comes actually comes from our surveys. After a class is taken, are there other areas within this topic that you just set an hour and a half for that resonate with you that you would like to have expanded on? Or is there some other class that you're interested in? Tell us and we can try to address it. It really speaks for the importance of the surveys after people attend a class. Yes, They absolutely. obviously make a huge difference. Absolutely. They are read and they sure. do mean a lot. Sure, so. absolutely. Actually, that's one of our objectives for this year is to continue to try to create a culture of having our members understand the importance of the surveys and their feedback. Our program is only going to get better if the membership is totally involved in every capacity. That being from taking a class to sitting on a committee 
to ultimately saying, you know what, I want to be part of the advisory group or becoming an ambassador for that matter. Exactly. And an ambassador goes out and talks to people in the area about Ollie. Sure. That's, that's one function, Yeah. but you can become an ambassador and not feel comfortable in having a dialogue with somebody, but Mm -hmm. there are other things you can do. Like you can become a greeter. Oh, okay. So you could, and a greeter would be a person that, well, I, I'll give you an example of a greeter. So we have this thing called Ollie After Five. So I made it my mission. I, and I like the classes. I like the topics that are offered during that time period. And it's the function of having a class that's 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, roughly 530 to 630. And it's an opportunity to engage those that might be still working for a living uh, to get an Ollie experience. So... There's a desk outside of the auditorium. I sit there and I basically say, hello, welcome, nice to see you. And also I get feedback. So I use that as a market research opportunity. How are we doing? Where are we going? What do you think? Et cetera, et cetera. So anybody can do that because you're among friends. Right. We all are interested in knowledge because we are creative and we're, we're interested in learning new things. Yeah. And anyone can say hello to people. Yeah, exactly. And make them feel welcome. Exactly. So you have that aspect of being an ambassador all the way to giving presentations to groups. Now, you're on the advisory council now. That is correct. And is that all encompassing of what we were just talking about, yeah. or is that something It's different? all encompassing. What the advisory council is, it's an opportunity for staff, the executive director, assistant director, communications manager, etc., to float ideas, to develop policies, practices. The individuals that sit on the advisory committee generally have a little bit of experience within the Ali organization at this point. Mm -hmm. So they bring a lot to the table that can... So it's a virtue of the name. It's an advisory board, basically. Right. And we advise staff on the directions that we're thinking about taking or directions we'd like them to take. Again, remember, ultimately, what we're trying to establish is an organization that is self-run and managed by the men, which will allow the staff to do 10,000 feet up in the air projections about where we're going, not only today, but also five years from now, 10 years from now. What an amazing concept. That's exciting. That is why I have to say, Ollie gets better and better every year. Just expands and expands. Happy to hear you say that. It truly does. I mean that. I was interested to read, too, that it seems like the new members come in on a rotational basis, so there seems to always be some experience on board in the different councils or memberships. Everyone serves, I think, two years or whatever the service time is, yes. but they come in at different times. Yes, yeah, sure. It's kind of like Congress. Okay. You, know, you don't vote for the yeah. entire Congress right. in the Not same year. Not everyone's a freshman exactly. senator. Exactly. Right. That's so right. how does a person become as involved as you are? They let their their wishes be known. And that could be done to any advisory council person or the executive director or staff. You just let your your wishes be known. Sometimes because of who you are and what your experience has been, sometimes you're you're sought out, for example, with your experience in communications. Thank you. Well, I love it. Yes, I love great. the openness of the people in Ali, the staff, the directors, for any new ideas mm-hmm. or suggestions. It's amazing how positively received they are. Sure. That has impressed me since the very beginning. Yeah, they're absolutely terrific to work with. I was going to say that, again, I go back to if you're if part of an organization, you owe it to yourself to get involved. 
and in a way that makes sense for you. Not everybody can sit on an advisory committee or, or become an ambassador. I'd like to think they can, but for whatever reason, there may be family issues, there may be health issues that preclude you from actually getting more involved than you already are. But the door is open. We want new people always to come on board. And because of our growth, we're getting new people. And uh, everybody comes to the table with something to offer. And that's the way we approach it. There is an amazing amount of talent and experience among the members. I am always incredibly impressed when I speak with someone and find out the little gems that they bring to the table. Correct. It's pretty amazing. Now, I have to ask you, what is a volunteer in residence? It's not as mysterious as it, it sounds. It sounds <laughs> Actually, pretty it was exciting. A, that nomenclature really was a way, and this is going to sound silly, but because I spend so much time uh, with the staff and my background being marketing, and we were in the marketing push, you know, to get to the standards that we needed to with Ali, the national organization, and we were chasing the dollars, if you will, to try to get the endowment. So we spent a lot of time speaking about and talking to and working with staff uh, in creating a marketing plan that made sense for us so that we could increase our numbers. Because when I joined Emeritus in 2016, I want to say membership was about 250. And roughly a year later, we were up to over 600. And that's because of the traded marketing effort. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, a lot of people did a lot of a lot of hard work in order to make that happen. And then just to kind of show you how individuals perceive things, I actually had members that actually sat on various committees that said at that time when we were at 250, we'll never get to 500. <laughs> now look. Just hold on to that thought yeah. because that's not going to happen. What we did was, again, we developed a marketing plan, which really was, was surrounded by doing some advertising. We used local paper, magazines, started doing displays at various events and functions within the Denton area. Obviously, word of mouth is still the best way to get a person who is not in the organization to get them to come into the organization because you talk about your own experience. And if your experience is positive, I mean, as you as my friend, you're telling me about something that you're involved in and you say, oh, they would really benefit from having you come on board. Well, you're going to listen to that. You're going to say, oh, well, maybe I should. And then you start doing your research and you go, you know what? That is an excellent organization and they're doing good things. How can I help? How can I serve? I suspect the membership level will continue to just grow in leaps and bounds. Yes. We are not in a situation now where we are under the gun to increase our numbers. We're trying to approach it now from a more organic standpoint where, again, we're 600 plus. And one of the the interesting things about being in this type of organization is we have an attrition rate that's pretty set. Again, things happen in life. People move on, there are family issues, you you have to relocate for whatever reason. So every year we're going to lose a, a certain percentage of our members and we want to maintain that. You know, if we lose somebody, well, we want to be able to have somebody come in and basically shore up our numbers to make sure that we're still providing a service that's meaningful to the citizens of Denton County. With all the incredible contributions that you do that we just talked about, you also co-chair a special interest group called (laughs) Ollie at UNT Theatre. That sounds pretty exciting. Sure. One of the things about Ollie is it's not only about the educational experience that you get in terms of learning new things, taking classes that you always wish that you could have taken, 
you know, years ago. It's also about the socialization that goes on within our organization. And you know as well as I do that as we get older, life gets in the way. And sometimes you may have been in a situation where you had a partner and you've lost that partner. So now you're on your own. The idea is, is that you have a community within Ali. You still may have your community within your church or your family members, et cetera, et cetera. But we also are providing a great service to those that are out on their own. It is a terrific service because socialization is such an important part even of aging gracefully. Absolutely. Not only quality of life, but also aging gracefully. Yeah. And certainly, theater. now you have a co-chair? I do have a co-chair, and, and that would be Donna McLaughlin. The whole purpose of a SIG is, again, socialization. So we have a SIG for theater. There are a couple of uh, special interest groups, uh, book clubs, that were actually part of Emeritus. I keep going back to Emeritus because that's our foundation. It was where we started yeah. from, right? Um, as we continue to try to adapt to becoming an, becoming an affiliate and doing all the things that we should do and want to do, special interest groups are very important. So even though we have the book clubs and we have a theater group, we are open to adding more special interest groups in various areas. Again, it comes from the membership. We may have a member say, you know what, I'm really interested in, in aviation. Well, let's, we can put out the call to see who else in the organization is interested in, in aviation and turn you loose. The whole idea is, is that the SIG should be managed by the members. We don't want to just give an assignment to staff right. to kind of function or do the um, administrative. So that's the beauty of the SIG is that, you know, we are under the auspices of, of Ali at UNT. The staff will help us when we need help. For example, with the theater SIG, if we were able to get together a group of 10, 15 people and we all wanted to go see a certain, we would do the organization, we would talk to each other and get agreement that we wanted to do it, figure out how to travel together to get there. But there's another element where the power of the organization could help in terms of maybe getting discount from whatever theater production group. Excellent. Um, so we would rely on staff to negotiate those type of things for us. That's great. Did you have a special interest in theater before? Um, I grew up on the East Coast, so we, oh, used, to, well. we used to go to Broadway, <laughs> we used to go to New York, <laughs> and uh, also Philadelphia to see plays. And I, I'm not an actor. When I was in elementary school, junior high school, I used to do a lot of theater behind the scenes work, you know, mm -hmm. building the, the stage, stage sure. the stage crew and all that. And it's just a fascinating process to see how you go from a concept to actually doing a performance live uh, in front of a group of people that have never seen it before or, or, and they don't know what really what to expect. And uh, it's magical. It is. It truly is. And that's terrific to have an opportunity to follow those kinds of interests with a group of people, the way the SIG groups can Absolutely. do. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Sure. I, I ran across a quote um, not too long ago, and I thought about it, and it's meaningful to me. And if, if I could, I'd like to Please, read it Please, I'd love to hear it. For what it's worth, it's never too late or in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There is no time limit stopping whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best of it or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. And I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things that you've never felt before. 
I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. F. Scott Fitzgerald. So when I read that, it makes me think of Ollie members. That is beautiful. And if they haven't said it in those in those terms, they've said it in other ways. Yes. And uh, that I think that's kind of the mantra that we all walk around with. That encapsulates it better than any other way I can think of putting it. Thank you so much. Sure. Jonathan, you wear so many hats in the Ali organization and we truly appreciate all you do. It makes such a difference to have enthusiastic, gifted people like you sharing their talents to help the community. And we thank you so much for all you do for Ali and thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you, Susan. It's been a pleasure.